Welcome back to Old School at the Movies, your one-stop shop for all your movie-related news. I'm your host, Mr. Old School. Before I get to the panel, let's get into contact information. OldSchoolMovies2 at gmail.com is our email address, our Twitter handle, oldmovies.net, oldmoviesdotnet. Hashtag OSATM if you want to send us a message on Twitter or send us an email. Get in contact with the show. Our panelists this week, the formerly the Hail Mary Formerly the Iron Man, now the Captain America of OSATM, Mr. Heavyset. I am I'm no longer the the Hail Mary. I am the Rouge uh, of Old School at the Movies. Oh, I like what you did there. A CFL fan. I like this. Speaking of CFL, apparently you're getting a nice little Calgary present coming soon. Yes, I finally broke down and ordered a personalized Calgary Stampeders jersey. It's going to be a red jersey with the number seven. Uh, my name on the back, a little pricey uh, compared, well, the fact that I had to uh, pay a conversion rate and all that stuff. But it's kind of sad that I think a couple days later, I bought a Chicago Bears personalized jersey, and that's already here. Well, keep in mind, we got to ship it by moose, so that takes like one to two weeks. Once it gets across the border, you're good. But that whole moose shipment, you got to factor in delays. We're, we're still in like igloos here, man. So Legit, I think. I think shipping when I ordered something last time took about 10 days. Oh, okay. Yeah, the other way, like I'm trying to remember how long it would t- If I did stuff a bit rush, it was like two days. But yeah, I mean, it was max a week uh, when I'd ordered on Amazon.com. Yeah, was, I guess depending on... Uh, but that, then again with me, I think because it's like Calgary is the other side of the country. Mm. So it's got to go from Calgary across the border to Ohio. Yeah, I'm curious if it goes like East Coast Canada, then down, or if it goes like... You know, West Coast. At, I don't, yeah, I'm curious how that trajectory goes. But yeah. Uh, so how much, like, compared all in, compared to, say, if you were to buy the equivalent Browns or Bears or whatever, how much did it cost you price-wise? Did you still save? I think I, I would have paid more because um, I don't know if it's all the CFL or at least Calgary. Like, they don't sell on their web store any players' jerseys. Like, if I go to any NFL store or just pretty much anywhere in the United States, and I go to buy an NFL jersey, I can buy all a bunch of different players. They only offer a blank jersey. And then from there, you can get like a name put on it. And, and it comes with whatever name, like whatever name you decide to pick and one digit number. So if you wanted a two digit number, luckily I'm a one digit number person. If I wanted a 10 and up or double zero, 10 and up, then yeah, like I have to pay an extra uh, 45 Canadian dollar digit fee. Jeez. Yeah. So luckily I just got like my last name and then the number, my favorite number seven. So I didn't have to pay that extra fee. So, but I think that's kind of weird. Like that is weird. It's not even like, Oh, buy a believe I Mitchell Jersey. It's like, Hey, get a blank one and uh, put his stuff on it. Yeah. That doesn't make sense to me. Like people want to buy their favorite guys. Just have like a, you know, a set of five or ten of the most popular guys. And then if you want to go custom, I think offer both. Uh, that doesn't make a lot of sense. It's stupid. Carp, does that happen too when you wanted to buy Elf stuff? Like, does it, they charge you for extra digits and stuff? Uh, well, no. I mean, I bought a hat so far this season. Uh, I usually wait till the warehouse sale uh, happens at the end of the year. Because I know at the warehouse sale this year, the Johnny Manziel's giant fuck you to the Alouettes <laughs> jersey was like a third of the price. So... Um, no, I mean, I know at the year end, if you spend so much money and you buy it, like, I think it was 75 bucks. And if I buy a jersey, they customize it for free. Oh, okay. Uh, 
But normally on the website, it's one one sixty Canadian. Yeah. Through the Alouettes. But we probably don't have little kids in China making our jerseys, so that's why they're probably a little bit more expensive. <laughs> oh, jeez. Shots fired across the Oh, and the we board. also have Carp on the show. Hey, Carp. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. What's up, Carp? Yeah, hey. How's, Where's I, my car? I'd ask how your car's doing, but that's well, – we got to find a new thing for you now. Because yeah. he- Heavy – I don't re- notice this because he hasn't seen him since, but that Carp has turned into Nice Carp. And Nice Carp, like – we were there at his place yesterday for all beer and cider recording, and he had like pate and goat cheese and like you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, it just like the the one eighty on like it just being cool, like doing stuff for people and providing, you know, being a good host. And it's like, wow, man, like I, I really like a nice carp. Uh, it's official. Carp's a serial killer in disguise. This is this is his. Well, not so much. Right. I mean, it is killer carpe diem on some websites, but. Uh, no, like I said, it's when I have disposable income and a job, I, I don't want to like willingly get fired from every day. I don't mind going into the office. They're like, Hey, how about you work from home three days a week instead of putting all these kilometers on your car? I'm like, what? Sure. Yeah. Nice carp is so much better, man. I'm telling you. All right. Let's get into the news stories this week. First one we're going to talk about. Okay. Justice League. Now, you know, we've all said we weren't huge fans of it, but apparently Kevin Smith claims that Zack Snyder has like a special cut of Justice League and that he thinks it should be released and it's apparently a lot better. Do you guys think like a Zack Snyder cut of the movie could save it or change it? Like, do you think it'd be so much better, his version, compared to what they cut? Uh, Start with Heavy. I'm over that shit. Just move forward with what you've done with with Shazam, with... Wonder Woman, and I felt like those movies were in a a better direction. Don't go back and try to fix something from uh, one of those movies. For some reason, it just doesn't work right. So you're saying just kill it off. Even if it was a great movie, you know, what at that point, where would it stand? Like releasing this on the home market, do you think it could be so good that they bring back like Batfleck and all that? I just don't see it making that big of a change. I think you're right. Just kind of maybe offer it as a special bonus feature, but don't say, oh yeah, let's bring it back. Try to save the franchise. I'm, I agree. Just kill it. Bring it back. As Kevin O'Leary would say, bring it in the backyard, bring the dog out and just fucking take your shotgun take and get rid of it. Carp, what do you think? You agree? Yeah, no, unless the movie is a completely different movie, then who cares? Just continue. Like have you said, continue with what's been successful. Because if you remember, like the Batman versus Superman, it just seemed like it was – there's lots of parts. Even though it was extremely long, it was supposed to be a lot longer and then like stuff got cut that didn't make sense. Well, the thing is they rushed to Superman versus Batman versus Superman. Yeah. They should have done another Superman movie first. They should have just did Brightburn. <laughs> just bought the rights to that. Uh, yeah, yeah. That would have probably helped. All right, so uh, we're in Eunice and just nobody cares. Fuck it. Just uh, kill it off. Okay. This is from Screen Rant, and I found this was interesting. Being, you know, having a background as pro wrestling fans. Apparently, according to Screen Rant, this article talks about The Rock, Vin Diesel, and Jason Statham all contractually cannot lose fights. And, like, it even gets to the point where I'm trying to remember which one it was. But one of them actually says the like the amount of punches they can take or the amount of damage specifically. I think The Rock, you know, like they work with the fight coordinators and the director and a producer to see how much like beat of a beating they can take. 
I mean, you know, we've we've heard like um, pro wrestlers having you know creative control and stuff like that, but fight actors like saying the amount of punches they can take, I, I didn't think it would actually get to this point. Maybe it's just because their reputation is so like important. If they lose a fight, they'll lose money. I don't know. I think this is completely over the top, ridiculous, and um, it. I can't even fathom that they have. It's that granular in their contract. The amount of punches in the face they can take. I think this is totally over the top. And if I was a producer, I'd be like, I don't want to fucking work with these guys because of it. Do you agree, Carp? No, that that's just ridiculous. I mean, The Rock's going to be Black Adam. It was supposed to be Black Adam. Black Adam's a bad guy. Guess who's supposed to lose? Bad guys. Uh, if this is real, it's ridiculous. And uh, yeah, as a producer or director, I just I wouldn't want to deal with with any of that bullshit at all. It's it's completely un- unwarranted. I don't understand that. Heavy said, what do you think about this? If you are a producer or director, like how would you deal with it? Would you just be like, I don't want to fucking work with these guys? Or would you be like, okay, come on, you know? Or would you be like, oh, that makes sense. Like their reputation is important. They don't. It makes sense that they won't lose because they could potentially lose money doing another acting job if they lose a fight. What do you think? I think if you look at it, like for the most part, these actors have had mostly successful movies. So wouldn't wouldn't it be worth it to work within those means to make money? But granted, like, you know, the New York Rock has had uh, Skyscraper and Jason Statham had um, that San Antonio, Texas movie. That The only reason that we even would even quote that is just because it's in the intro of the fucking show. But I don't know. It's it, it, to me, it it just reeks of professional wrestling. That like like up some Brock Lesnar shit, or even even not yeah. you know, obviously The Rock. And it's it seems so so crazy. But I mean, if if they're on in your movie, potentially like The Rock and everybody, you can make some money, so it might be worth it. You know, and I get it, it's a Hollywood blockbuster. You pretty much know what's gonna happen. We knew the Avengers were gonna eventually win and all that good stuff, but. If they can only take so many punches, you're like counting down the punches. Like, I just find you lose the spontaneity of it when you have to be so restricted. But I get, yeah, you you make you make up a good point that you know these guys are delivering money, you know. And uh, I'm not sure what the box office was on Hobbs and Shaw, but I'm sure it made a fucking ton of money because these two are draws. So I guess it just you have to, you know, once you become a certain stature actor or whatever you can demand more stuff like this and you know uh, restrict the fact that you can get beat up and all this i just think it's stupid but yeah all right that being said that's the news for uh for this uh this episode this month this week whatever uh let's get into i mean we could mention how kevin hart is an awesome human being in montreal for the stuff he's doing while filming the movie fatherhood what's he doing well they filmed at the school near where i used to play so sorry i'm currently on the designated a disabled list for softball. There's a school, and Kevin Hart treated all the kids in the area to uh, ice cream. Actually, had his children giving ice cream out to other kids. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, and uh, apparently he was recording at a bar not too far from my house, and he like bought the patrons a couple of rounds. Apparently, he's uh, Kevin Hart's a good guy. He comes off like a pretty positive guy too. Like in interviews and stuff, he you know they'll, they'll like shoot the shit with other fellow actors and stuff. But yeah, I know he's a uh... Pretty positive dude. I think that's all right. Spread the wealth a little bit, you know, wherever you go. All right, let's get into movie reviews for this week. Heavy set, we'll start with The Lion King. The Lion King, another Disney remake. And these movies have taken a lot of flack lately of uh, no personality or everything. I think one of the biggest issues with this movie, and it's, it's more or less being because it's a little bit too realistic, the fact of 
lions don't really have emotion. Or should say, you know, felines in general don't like show emotion on their face. So when these lions are all talking, you don't really get much facial expression. And that's one thing a lot of people have bitched about. All in all, I mean, it's it's pretty much the same story. A few minor things added to it. They added a song from the Broadway musical, as far as I've been told. And it, it fits right in. They did cut one of my favorite songs, Be Prepared. Then well, I've heard a lot of people bitch about that. But really, the one of the big differences in this movie, the, the hyenas aren't dumb like they were in the cartoon. And half of that song is basically telling the hyenas that they're dumb. They build up the lines a little bit better. Still the same fate in that, still the same storyline. But all in all, I gave it a three and a half out of five. If you like the original, I think it's still fun to go back and and watch these. These movies, these remakes are going to be coming out. So if you like a movie, it's kind of cool to see how it would be a little bit more realistic. And I, I value that in these movies, but I know not everybody else does. Awesome. Thank you very much. So like for somebody who was kind of, I wouldn't say on the fence, but like, I recall seeing it, you know, in the home market when I was a kid. Didn't really care. Uh, you think it's worth checking out? I think if you didn't like the original, I don't know why you would revisit this one. But then again, at the same time, I wasn't really a huge fan of Dumbo. But I wanted to see what they were going to do with it. And I liked the the live remake way better than the, the original cartoon. Okay. That sounds like a yes. So, okay, cool. I'll see if the girlfriend wants to go see it. Then we'll uh, check it out. Carp, you've seen Crawl. Yes, crawl. Alligator movie. Daughter goes to make sure her father's okay during a Category 5 hurricane. Gators attack. It's super over the top. Gore is is pretty really well done since it's Alexandra Aja uh, with Sam Raimi. So you get your gore, your real gore. <laughs> the gators were just like ridiculous over the top. The stuff that the kind of damage they took and what they were able to do. Uh, but it was super fun. Uh, myself, Phil, and Watsuki laughed quite a bit at some parts. Uh, the father, like, how he doesn't die is beyond me, the amount of damage he takes from the gators. But uh, super fun, entertaining. I'd give it a 3.5 out of 5. So if you go in there with, like, an open mind, uh, you don't mind a bit over the top, it's worth going. Worth checking. Yeah, yeah, you have to expect over the top. Uh, you know, Alexandra Jaw went from high tension, one of the most revered horror movies there is, to making Piranha 3D. <laughs> right. So Got it. Heavy set, your next one, I'm actually really interested in what you thought because it's on my pretty much to-go list unless you shit on it. So we'll see. Hobbs and Shaw, go ahead. Before this day, I've never seen a Fast and Furious movie, at least all the way through and definitely not in the theater. This movie was god-awful garbage, like not even a half star. I'm giving it zero oh, stars. shit. I don't know why. No, I'm fucking with you. Uh, but it's I mean, not that coming. For as long as I've been on this show, I've been adamant, like, I'm not really a big Fast and Furious fan. I'm not a car guy. I'm not, I don't really care if there's, like, chases in movies and all this kind of shit. But you throw in The Rock and this kind of, you know, like, what, like, kind of a buddy cop comedy type thing, or just the odd couple cop comedy where it's him and Statham. That looked interesting. And then there's a nice little cameo from Roman Reigns playing uh, one of the rocks family members so that was really cool and uh, i will throw this out there i'm not going to say where it kind of comes out of nowhere there is a kevin hart cameo where he plays a character that literally comes out of nowhere and like i got a laugh out of it me not being a huge fast and furious guy but really liking the rock liking that whole idea with him and statham i gave it once again a three and a half out of five 
And that's just coming from not knowing a background because I think there were things that if I had been a fan, I would have gotten more, but they are, there's, there's way more things coming with these movies. So. Okay. Hold on. You said comedy. I, I mean, I imagine it was going to be a little bit of comedy, but uh, like how was terms, was it like really funny? Do you think it was the comedy outweighed the action scenes? The, there was those good moments where they were having trouble uh, getting on the same, same wavelengths, you know, actually working together instead of against each other. But, you know, there, it, it also works with uh, the, the bad guy, too, of like going up against him. There, there's good comedy parts, not over, like obviously over the top, but a lot, and there's comedy parts that have to do with action. Some of which that you saw in the trailer where they have to get a, a an eye scanned. Uh, they both have to have one and the rock gets his easily and it's Jason Statham like trying to bust ass to get it. So like I said, three and a half out of five for me. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, uh, that'll be on my list to check out then. And we'll end on something you both have seen. Uh, Carp, you'll start once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah, it was good, but he needs an editor. There is some part... It was an hour too long, to be honest. Two forty-five. It was is pretty long. Yeah, some cool parts. It was. It's. Uh, what's a good way to say it? It's Quentin's love for old Hollywood and old LA, but they like flips the script in a sense of what really happened to kind of a what if scenario. Yeah. So uh, it was pretty entertaining. It blows its load in the like last five minutes of the movie. <laughs> okay. It's pretty much like a long draw into the last five minutes of the movie. It feels like. I think it could have been better if it was cut down a bit, so it's only a three out of five for me. Have you said, do you agree with that review? A lot of it for the most part. I mean, it's divided up into two parts, and the la- it's not evenly divided. Like, the last part is probably the last, let's say, 15 minutes. And all through that that first part, it's them talking about, like, I think th- a group of three different people. Like, what they're doing, and, like, and then they bounce around from now, and, like, some are, things are flashbacks. And it got towards the end of that first part where I'm just like, what the fuck? Where's this movie going? And I had heard like good reviews and I've actually heard a couple bad reviews. So I was trying to figure out where I was going to end up. I thought that some of the parts they use basically TV music playing in the scene. Like it was obviously meant for that particular scene in the, in the movie. And I like that because I would throw back to around that time when this movie is supposed to take place. But once you hit that second part, everything makes sense. Everything gets awesome, and, you know, it, it ended kind of how I, you'd want it to end. I'm afraid they were going to go for, like, a more of an art, artsy ending, but no, they didn't. Uh, I'm not three out of five. I'm three and a half out of five. All three of my movies are three and a half out of five, but that's me just kind of picking where I stood with them. They weren't at least fours, but I think three, three and a half was, was good for all of them, and this movie being one of those. And I haven't seen a Quentin Tarantino movie since... Uh, no, um, Django. Okay. I've never seen Hateful Eight, so something I gotta go back and see, but kind of almost typical Tarantino. A lot of crazy shit going on, and then when you get everything that comes together, it's fun. You know, that being said, if you had, if the moviegoer had one option of the three you've seen, what would you recommend? I feel like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is a little more artsy with a lot of the people you got in there, but if you want to go for a fun flick, that's where you kind of go Hobbs and Shaw. It's definitely a popcorn blockbuster, summer blockbuster movie. And then, I mean, there's a lot of nostalgia for Lion King, too, so it just depends on what caters more for you. I enjoyed them all for what I what I had said. Tarantino, it was hard to pass that by. I wasn't 100% sold on it, but I knew a lot of people who were going, and they're giving good reviews, and I'm like, all right, 
maybe since there's no other good movie coming out this weekend, I can convince Amanda to go and it worked and we went. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you very much for the review, guys. Um, so, uh, old school, as the host of this movie podcast, what have you seen? All right, so uh, let's check out movies coming out in September. Get your thoughts, yay or nay. It Chapter 2, Heavy Set. What do you think? Uh, yeah, it's like one of your favorite franchises. It's not our franchise, but yeah. Well, it kind of is. Yeah, now it is. But Car- yeah, this is a fuck yeah for me. Yeah, okay. Carp? Yeah, I'm going. It's it's probably going to be a little it's probably going to feel a little long at 2 hours and 45 minutes but well, I'm going to go. Wow, that's lo- that's pretty long for a horror movie. That is an hour and 45 minutes longer than most horror horror movies. Yeah. Okay, the third weekend of the 13th, uh Hustlers and the Goldfinch. Okay, no names on the Constance Goldfinch, let's say no. Uh Hustlers. Hustlers. Hustlers follows a crew of savvy former strip club employees. Oh yeah, this who is band together to turn the tables on their Wall Street clients. JLo stripper flick. JLo Usher, Madeline Brewer I've heard of, Julius Stiles I've heard of. Uh, yeah, maybe home market for me. Heavy set for uh, Hustlers. Uh what's your prediction? Nay. It is nay. Yeah. Carp Oh, um, no. Yeah. Ad Astra? Yeah, it's some sci-fi movie with Brad Pitt and Tommy oh, Lee Jones. Interesting. Okay. Uh, astronaut Roy McBride, played by Brad Pitt, travels to the outer edges of the solar system to find his missing father and unravel a mystery that threatens the survival of our planet. His journey will uncover secrets that challenge the nature of human existence and our place in the cosmos. Yeah. Got a hell of a cast. Yeah, I'm, I'm down. Brad Pitt in space. Let's do it. Have you set? What is your prediction? Yeah. Nay. Fuck you. But what about the other in September 20th? Rambo, Last Blood. Rambo, Last Blood. He's back again. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, uh, three was the best one, but... And the last one was fun, so um, uh, I'm down. Cart? Oh, yeah, I'm going to see Rambo. No question about it. Heavy, it's probably a nay. It is a nay. Yeah. The Hunt. Action Uh, thriller starring... Think modern hard target. Okay. Uh, home market. Heavy? Nah, I think this will be a nay yeah. for me. Cart? Oh, yeah. In the cinema, this looks awesome. And we'll end on the 4th of October, Joker. Yeah, that's a yay for me. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix's iteration of Joker. The trailer looked really good. Heavy's a yay. Yeah, this is a yay for me. And also, before that, on the 27th, I'm curious to see how this will do. It might be a yay for me is the movie Judy, which is going to be a bioflick on Judy Garland. Why do you care about Judy Garland? Because uh, he's like, a I big like, fan of The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> I mean, I did go see it in the movie theater this year. I yeah. think biopics like that are interesting. And I'm curious if uh, she's going to be played by Renee Zellweger. I don't know whether it's going to be a success or not. I haven't even seen a trailer for it. I didn't know about it until I looked at this list. So Yeah, it doesn't look like it's getting wide release. Maybe just for Oscars. It's getting a limited run. Could be. Okay, and um, uh, we'll, we'll go a few more weeks down because there's one I want to discuss. The Adams Family? Get fuck off. They're coming back. Oh, it's animated. It's animated. Okay, yeah. Uh, that'd be a yay for heavy. It's kind of a yay for me. And here's one thing that I, I forget whether I've talked about on this show. I know I've talked about it in real life to people. One of the uh, characters, Pugsley Adams, is going to be voiced by Finn Wolfhard. This dude isn't even 18 yet, and he has a pretty solid career. It, Stranger Things, voicing Adam's family, and going to be in Ghostbusters next year. 
Gemini Man, October 11th, starring Will Smith, Clive Owens in it. Starring two Will Smiths. Oh, yeah. Is this like double double impact Will Smith style? Uh, he's, it, I'm, it looks bad. Okay. I have yet to see a trailer for it, but this might be a name for me. It doesn't sound appealing. But then again, this is that time of the year where there just isn't a lot of movies. Okay, and uh, it's weird because it says Jane Silent Bob reboot double feature with Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, which I'm guessing is going to be limited release on the 16th. And also it says Jane Silent Bob reboot on Tuesday on the 16th. So I'm guessing certain feet, certain theaters will have the double and regular ones, but it doesn't look like it's wide. You're not much of a Kevin Smith fan, are you? Yeah. Well, I don't know about this specific news. I'm sorry if I don't follow his every fucking move. Because he's supposed to be touring with uh, Jay, and they're going to be like doing almost like uh, Fantasia style in in different cities. Oh, that's so he's not he's not doing a theater release. He's literally going to go city to city. That's what I've heard. Where he's literally going to go city. Well, it's supposed to get a wide release at some point, but. There's some where it's going to be uh, a release and he's it's going to be like, you know, old school driving. It's going to be two movies back to back. Okay. And he's going to yeah. do Q&A and stuff because he did that with other movies. And I, I think he does make a good amount by doing that. But it, it doesn't say that here. It just says uh, just says reboot on, on Tuesday. So I'm guessing it. You're looking at, at what site? Box Office Mojo. That's Okay, because it's not even listed on Cinema Montreal. Okay, I'm going to look more into this. I'm looking at it on IMDb, and they have the release date as Tuesday, October 15th. Well, there's actually, on that day, there's going to there's going to be a debut, and it's playing at 7 o'clock across many different screens. Yeah. I, well, if I have the chance, I might try to do that. But I think it might, that might be it. It might be a Fathom Events type, type deal, and then he's going to tour it. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to look more into that. We'll uh, figure that out so we can go, Cart. And uh, Zombieland 2 on the 18th, that's fuck EA for me. I love the first one. Cart? Why are you even asking? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just, okay. You know, I'm just not going to ask. I'm just going to say, yeah, yeah. Cart, yeah. Uh, heavy set, yeah, bye. That's what I'm going to say. Like, it's, it's Zombieland 2. I mean, Zombieland 1 was great. Got it. Heavy. It's a zombie movie. Heavy. I went to see The Dead Don't Die, so. There you go. Heavy. Nah. Really? Huh. No, I'm yeah, no. EA for me. Okay. We'll wait for the next episode to discuss other stuff. Have, have you guys probably. seen the nightmarish creation of the live-action Cats movie? No. Oh, my God. Watch that trailer. It's a thing of nightmares. Wow. Okay. Check that out. All right. Let's end the show. Plex Final Thoughts. Heavy set. Go ahead. Uh, still wrestling cheers. That's a very, very important thing to me. We're on the Training Topics Network and also bunch of different other places you can find that on wrestling cheers apple podcast google podcast stitcher tune in youtube spotify and iHeartRadio. that's that's pretty much it i'm going to actually throw out a kind of a plug for a wrestler that i really like and he actually has some montreal roots oh nice uh, i wouldn't say roots i'll get to it his name is Danhausen. you can find him he's kind of more midwest uh lives in detroit but his wife on the other hand is from Montreal, and I don't know whether she still lives there or what exactly goes on, but she is a burlesque dancer. So if you find his Twitter, you can find a lot of information on her because he, he will op- openly share the shit. 
So I, th- I think it's kind of cool. Resting chairs, you know, I mean, we're still doing a lot of great shit. I uh, got a lot of stuff coming up by the end of the year that I'm looking forward to. Got a couple interviews. But I don't know when this shit's going to come out. We haven't busted his balls this whole time. But as of this recording, the last episode, as far as I understand, has isn't even out yet. So hopefully when you hear this, the Calgary Stampeders will have won the, their fourth. <laughs> uh, well, when their, their fourth appearance, their, their second straight great cup. So there you go. Kurt. Okay. Um, uh, well, first, I hate to disappoint Heavy Set, but it's going to probably be a Hamilton Winnipeg uh, Grey Cup this year, the way those team teams are playing. Hey, Montreal's doing well. Yeah, except uh, our special teams suck balls because if you watched the game that I went to Friday with Phil, special teams gave up two field, uh, two touchdowns. Oh. Yeah. So we got to work on our special teams. As for me at Killer Carpe Diem, as well, hey, uh, you're probably not going to get this by the time this comes out, but. Stable Wars is going to have a $100 Visa gift card Oh shit! Uh, for the winner of the SummerSlam play purview. Uh, however, you have to be a registered member of the forum, which I believe you are old school as maybe Jacques Rougeau. Yeah. I know you used to be on the website. You know what? Because that's a fucking good deal. And I think everybody on Trending Topics Network to get a hundred bucks, I'll, I'll, make, I'll try to get this. That I'm going to be doing the uh, previous episode tonight, and I'll try to get this one done before. Yeah. So, stabewars.com, okay, uh, it's go. on the top of the page. Every All the rules are explained on how to play. You pick the winners, and then it's the one with the tiebreaker takes it. Is that a hundred American? A hundred dollar Visa gift card. American? I do not know. That's all it says on the website. It's okay. probably American okay. since the current owner of the website is American. Okay, cool. Uh, that's pretty good. As always, allbeerinside.com, where you can listen to all your drinking-related need. Wait, hold on. What? Uh, yeah, <laughs> we drink beer and stuff and, and shoot the shit. And uh, I uh, had the, some of the best beers brought to uh, an episode ever, this past episode, that you'll be hearing probably in a couple of weeks, depending on when this comes out, obviously. It may have already been out. And uh, all beer inside on everything. Nice. All right. Let's check those those things out. And yeah, go sign up to Stable Wars. $100 gift card. That's we're picking some uh, one pay-per-view. That's awesome. All right, so for Heavy Set Carp, this is Old School saying thank you very much for listening. On November 18th, 1990, tune into ABC at 8 p.m. Eastern for America's Funniest Videos with Bob Saget. Then at 8.30, it's America's Funniest People with Dave Coulier. Then at 9, gather the kids for part one of the miniseries about the clown that will eat your children. Then Tuesday at 8, settle in for a night of Who's the Boss, followed by Head of the Class. And at 9, it's part 2 of the miniseries about the clown that will eat your children. It. Move over, Jared Leto, because it's time to bow down to the real king of murder clowns, Tim Curry. I am the eater of wolves and of children. A serial-killing demon clown from... The Bronx? I got a balloon for you. <laughs> who, due to network censorship guidelines, expresses his evil through bad teeth and mild YouTube pranks. Uh-huh. He's basically Logan Paul in clown face. Why is it so mean? But even more horrifying is this vampire clown's true form, a flood lamp. A spooky flood lamp. Who says Stephen King doesn't know how to write an ending? 
Return to the 90s version of what the movie's 80s were, the 50s, a time when cops were Irish. Look at this mess! The saints preserve us! The bullies were murderers. You're gonna die! I'm gonna bury you! And the fat kids were skinny. And meet the Losers Club. No, really. If you're under 30, meet these people for the first time in your life. John Ritter, the guy from Night Court, the original Lana Lang, the dad from Sister Sister, and these guys. But don't forget their childhood counterparts, guy from Sequest, whoa, Seth Green, and everyone else. Oh, come on. Ted Danson wasn't available? Couldn't book a young NPH? Pinchot? Bacula? Alf? After all the clown-on-kid stuff you actually remember, strap in for a second half that's so forgettable, even the main characters forgot about it. How much do you remember? I don't remember much of it at all. I can't remember much of anything, and when I try, it kind of clouds over. Where the less interesting adult version of the Losers Club spends most of the time wishing they weren't there, eating Chinese food, staring off into space, dicking around on a bike, and finally facing off against a dumb spider who lives in a hobbit hole. So get psyched for IT Chapter 2, in theaters now. Ugh, good luck, Bill Hader. So revisit a noble effort that was doomed from the start, with a super low budget, the constraints of TV sensors, and aspect ratios, and three hours to tell a thousand-page story. Just stop before you get started next time, okay? If you can't afford the Cosmic Turtle, or even a decent cave spider, don't adapt IT, or the Dark Tower, or the Stand, or Langoliers, or really anything Stephen King. Starring Tim Scurry, Fright Court, Dairy Queen, Molly, 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 Seven's Company, Flashback Face, Face Touching. Huggin'. No joke here. Just a moment to appreciate how good of an actor Jonathan Brandis was. I want to kill it. Scott. I present to you this year's winner of the very prestigious Architect Award for Architecting. Oh no, Ben! Your Architect Award! When I drink champagne, I always drink champagne. Back tonight. And coming soon, the honest trailer for whatever this movie is. As of this writing, Richie is still knocking him dead. He's got a part in a movie. Dairy stories to tell in the dark. I don't see what the big deal is. This happens almost every time I get my Panda Express on.